0: Joining us right now is the pride of Rowan University and Red Bank Regional. He is the quarterback whisperer, a quarterback coach for both Tommy DeVito and Timmy Boyle. It's Tony Rassiopi, T Raz on the fan. What's up,
2: Tony? Keith, how are you? I appreciate you having me on, man. Hey, listen, uh, Coach Klein gave you a shout out today. He wanted me to say hi to you.
0: Yeah, of course. Shout out to Coach Klein. Shout out to Matt Hoyle. I was going to start there, I was going to go back. I'm like, when I was playing quarterback, In high school, I had Matt Hoyle, I had Don Klein, and they were great. I mean, helped me get scholarship offers, helped me, you know, polish my game. But man, I wish I had some time to connect with you more when I was in college and maybe uh, after that. Um, Let's go back, man. I know you're an ocean guy and a Red Bank regional guy. Uh, You know, flex a little bit and talk about your Jersey Shore prowess playing football uh, in the same conference that I played
2: i mean obviously great football back then right um again great coaches great teammates great experience and uh you know i was i was lucky to play for such great people that molded me into the guy i am today and obviously i teach a coach you know so the reason i do that is because uh, of the people that mentored me and uh i was lucky for that so you know matt hoyle again like you said was a big mentor in my life and danny george yep was at long branch for a long time was was my high school coach at red bank and uh Again, you know, kind of taught me the way of doing things the right
0: way. Yeah, shout out to Chad King, who I connected with recently. I I grew up in Middlebrook where Chad grew up, and now he's the head coach at the Long Branch Green Wave, and they're making noise, man. Short short conference, uh, doing well. I I remember being younger and coming to Rowan to see you play there when you were All-American, setting records, breaking records in college. Actually, when I left James Madison University, I stopped at Rowan uh, and I thought about transferring to Rowan, but I just wanted to stay D one. Talk a little bit about playing college down there with the profs.
2: It was uh you know, it was a great experience for me. You know, I, I was I was uh I was kinda like in that like right when the like Crowstow offense started going to the spread offense in the early two thousands, you know, so I mean the neat thing for me was was uh, you know, when we did it, no one really knew how to defend it, you know. Mm-hmm. So uh you know, I was lucky to throw the ball a ton to some really good players, and uh, you know. So when I graduated, I was like top ten passers in NCAA history, and and uh, kind of still holding on now. You know, I'm, I'm top twenty five, but I'm sliding back slowly every year here with all these guys throwing balls as <laughs> much as they are.
0: Yeah, well, for you to hold it for you know multiple decades is impressive. You were definitely a gunslinger early, and you've taken that and you've applied it to being a coach and helping these young guys. And man, it's it's been a long time coming, but I think I. I mentioned, I mean, I had you on when we were talking about Kenny Pickett last year. Yep. You were with him at the Combine and obviously Kenny being an Ocean Township guy, uh, me knowing Kenny, you knowing Kenny, that that was when I first had you on the fan. But it's been a long time coming with Tommy DeVito and Timmy Boyle and even with Tyson Bajan. You know, I was hyping Tyson Bajan in the Bajan era and, uh, you know, him coming out of Shepard University, a five-year Division II guy and his dad being a 19-time arm wrestling champion. Yeah. I, I felt like that was a great story. And I forgot that I first saw him working out with you. You do a great job on Instagram and Twitter putting out the clips of the guys working out. You know, let's before we talk about Tommy and and uh, Tim. Let's talk about how you w- were able to connect with Tyson Bajan.
2: So great, my probably my best story uh, about Tyson. This just goes to show you like his uh, desire to be great and to work ethic. So his dad reached out to me a couple times, and I've just you know it was, was kind of like times of year where, where I was really busy. And I didn't really know much about the kid, and uh, so we finally connected. And they drove up; it's like a four-hour drive from West Virginia, where they are, to Franklin Township Play School, where I teach and coach at, and sometimes I'll train guys at. So, so he drives up, and and uh, you know, we we have a great workout. You know, you can tell he's really talented. Showed him a couple things that really kind of helped him. Like there was definitely a connection there between me and him, which was awesome to, to see. You know, taking like a good player to great, and a great player to be amazing and even an average player to be good you know like that's what we're always trying to chase as coaches right so um uh, so like honestly Keith, he probably came up 15 to 20 times on his own like he would he would get in a car he would drive four hours on say like a sunday he would get out of his car he'd stretch we'd throw for about an hour and a half to hour and 45 minutes he would do some kind of conditioning workout on his own and get back in his truck and drive four hours like he was driving down the street you know so <laughs> he did it over and over again and um I think the neat thing for him is I, I worked the Manning Papsy Academy. I've done it for 10 years and I'm one of the four guys, that the Manning's let coach the high school guy or the college guys that they invite as counselors, but they're also there to kind of work out with those guys um, in between like the high school sessions. Cause it's really a high school camp. So, you know, so I, I got him into camp and, uh, the, the neat thing about that is, you know, you get the Bishop two guy, he's going throw for throw with the Alabamas and the Floridas and the Georgias and the Michigans, and he was throw for throw with everybody for the most part. So that right there was was neat to see for him. And obviously Jim Nagy was there who runs the Senior Bowl um, and really through that performance and getting to know the kid a little bit, that, that's how he got invited to the Senior Bowl. So to amazing kind of how this whole thing kind of connects. But uh could be more exciting for him, obviously, to, to A, you know, make a team then he goes and, and wins the backup job and then he goes and starts three or four games you know with, with Justin Fields out so that's the life of a backup you know and, and I, I take pride in having a bunch of you know twos and threes um, that I work with and, and again you know the neat thing about that is it could be the littlest squeak in their throwing motion or, or their footwork and that could be the difference honestly between them making a team and not and then you know, like the two guys we're going to talk about in a second. Like, you know, you get, you get, to be there as a two or a practice squad guy and, you know, an ankle sprain here and a knee there or shoulder here. And that's, so you know, you're, you're a starting quarterback.
0: We're on the phone right now with Tony Raciopi, who is a quarterback whisperer, a quarterback coach. Uh, he's literally the quarterback coach for Tommy DeVito and Tim Boyle, who will be starting for our New York football teams this week. Now, you mentioned Franklin Township High School. I think in your intro, I said the Hun School. Um, did you work at the Hunt School, or do you just do some work with the Hunt School?
2: I do. So, I so I've been at the Hunt School coaching for seven years. I, I taught phys ed at Franklin for this is my 19th year of teaching. I've coached pretty much everything at Franklin, but uh, but I've been at the Hunt School now for seven years. So, oh, okay, I, and, uh, you know we've a uh, really good program. We're 28 and one the last three years. In my seven years, we've had 72 Division one kids come out of the Hunt School. Right. So. They make us look like really good coaches.
0: Yeah, <laughs> so, factory. Uh, it's,
2: uh, it's, it's yeah, it's a good place to coach. It's uh, you know, it's a great staff, obviously, and, and great kids, and uh, we got that thing rolling right now, which is a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, I, I ran into Myron Roll at yeah. the Penn State combine for like the top 500 players yeah, in the East. One of the best ever. Yeah, that guy is ridiculous. He, he ended yeah. up being a Rhodes Scholar, being a, a surgeon, and. Just kind of left the NFL to be a doctor, kind of similar yeah. to like we hear about the astronaut Josh Dobbs being a rocket scientist and a quarterback. <laughs> it's it's crazy. The quarterback position is hard to play. Tony, I know you know uh, it takes yeah. a lot of intelligence, smarts. We talk all day about Zach Wilson and how it hasn't connected with Zach Wilson upstairs, but yet he's got a rocket arm and he can run and he's athletic. It's it's yeah. just more than that. It's, it's it's there's so many things that go into it, and I know you help these guys with all of these different things so let's start talking about Tim Boyle who's stepping in for Zach Wilson now I'm rooting for the guy now I know that offensive line isn't great I know that the the Jets right now they're reeling but I'm really hoping that Tim can step in there and complete some passes and move the offense and score some touchdowns. What's one thing that Jets fans listening should know about Timmy Boyle? What's one thing that we're we're not going to see from watching him play on TV or see with him with his helmet and shoulder pads on? Something that you got from working with him that Jets fans should know about him.
2: Well, I I think the biggest thing that that's going to help him is that honestly he knows that offense. You know, besides Aaron Rodgers, he probably knows that offense better than anybody on that roster. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he's in Green Bay as the backup to Aaron for coach Hackett and, and those just thing inside and out, you know, like we threw, you know, pretty much they, you know, since Chicago, he's on Chicago last year, right. They took, he took about, like the NFL quarterback usually takes about a month off. Um, obviously those guys get older. they will take a little bit longer, but, so he was with me starting probably mid February, um, you know, rolling. And so we were in Jersey probably, I would say June, July, like that time. And we probably had anywhere between four to 10 jets with us. You know, receivers, tight ends, running backs, um and he would run the entire workout. I, I would I would obviously coach him through the fundamental portion of that, the throwing portion of that. Um you know, all, all those things that go into the quarterback position, but then when it came to like routes on air, he he ran the show. It was like, you know, here's the formation, here's your split, here's your route concept. You know, this is the depth you're supposed to be. This is it's a second window catch here for you in this offense. I'm playing you as a as a secondary guy. You're not a primary guy in this concept. So I mean, literally, you know, like he was the office coordinator out there. It was it was pretty neat to see. So, you know, he's, he's a veteran guy. He's been around. Um, so, again, he knows the thing inside now. He's, you know, he's going to, ch- you saw it when he got in the game last game, right? He switched protections right away. He understands yep. where the hots are, the ball should go, and where it's supposed to go. Um, you know, he's 6'4, 232. You know, so he's a big, strong dude. And he, he's a top 25 arm in the NFL. I mean, I've seen every guy in the NFL throw a ball a lot at some point, whether. I've seen him at a camp or I worked with him, where I went to a game and uh, he, he could throw it with, with anybody. So yeah. I'm excited for him. He's he's had a really good point in his career. I mean, so much of this position, as you know, you played it. It's um you have to be prepared when you get your opportunity. And sometimes guys aren't, sometimes they play too early. and They're not there for, from a mental standpoint or an understanding standpoint of the position and what's going on out there. And, and, uh, I think he's at a good place. I, I think he understands how to play the position. I think he feels really good fundamentally, obviously, with all the time we've put in. And uh, and he knows you know, what he's doing uh, within that system. So I'm excited to see what he does over the next couple games here.
0: Yeah, you spoke on his arm. And you know, we kind of jokingly say here, I always hear BT and Sal in the morning say, Timmy Boyle can spin it, but... You you've actually got to watch him. What's his best throw? What, the, is it? The deep out? Is it the go route? Does he throw the comeback well? Does he throw on the run well? Like what ball do you think he throws the best?
2: Uh, I would say uh, you want to you know you want to be wild. I, I would put the ball on a on a hash mark and have him throw a field comeback, and it's just mm-hmm. effortless. You know, like uh, Green Bay used to run like a like a quick like a play action glance route. You know yeah. if that was covered. They would like reset back, like kind of shuffle back and throw opposite side like. 22 yard speed out. If you can imagine that. Yeah. So be like, it'd be like a glance post. You'd say no to it, shuffle back, reload your feet, and then throw like a 22 yard speed out uh, to the field. And he would do it like, you know, he'd be four or five, and I'd be like, oh, I've never seen anybody like this in my life. <laughs> Effortless. <laughs> from, a, from a physical standpoint, you know? So yeah. he's right there with all the big dogs. So, a lot of um, guys
0: got to got get their whole torque and body into, into that throw to get the ball over there. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's pretty to watch. Awesome. So, you know, with Tim Boyle this week, uh, you know, we just spoke about, like, okay, he played at at different schools. He's been with different franchises, and he's had time to watch film. He's had time to hold the clipboard. He's had time to just watch and learn everything. And this weekend, he gets his opportunity. I'm happy for him. It's the only game on. It's at home. Um, I know that he's a local guy from Connecticut. I think I read somewhere that he he lived in Manhattan in the off seasons. Yes. Here, here it is. I've seen Mike White step into this position and become a folk hero. I think he's got the opportunity here against the Miami Dolphins, a tough defense with Christian Wilkins and uh, Zayven Howard, and now Jalen Ramsey back. But what do you expect to see him do with Garrett Wilson and Brees Hall this Friday against the Miami Dolphins at 3 o'clock?
2: I, I expect him to be efficient with the football. You know, I expect him to um, you know, run the system. Be on time, make great decisions, be accurate with the football and, and you know, hopefully because of that, um, you know, they move the chains or successful on first downs. Hopefully they can run the ball a little bit, set up the play action game, and when they do, he's got the arm to take the shots over top, whether it's post or goes or post corners or you know, deep overs and you know, expand the playbook. So you know, I, I think at the end of the day it's 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 being really good on first and second down, right? So that way it's it's third and four instead of third and 13 which is not a down you want to live in the nfl especially like you said a a really good defense like the dolphins so um he's put a lot of work into this and like i said you know if
1: Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
2: I don't know if he's prepared for it, but I I know he is now for sure.
0: Last thing on Timmy, he seems like a quiet guy. He seems quiet as kept. He seems like he just stays to himself. But I know I've played football with guys like that, that, you know, they turn it on when the lights are on you know if he gets a first down or, or or you know shakes a tackle or does something that can really fire him up does he have that com- competitive edge too? Oh, yeah. can we see that spark from him as oh, well oh
2: yeah he's he's got some juice to him there's there's no doubt about that he he might come across as quiet i mean he's he's kind of a deep thinker and a processor uh but he, but he's got some energy to him like there's some juice to him there's there's a he's got a competitive spirit to him and uh he's got you're going to root for it. like he's got you know he's going to scramble and he's going to get hit. he's going to pop up and get a first down and and uh and, you know, run back to the huddle and the offensive line's fired up. I mean, he's He's got energy to him, and then I think they need that.
0: Yeah, I can't wait to see it. I mean, we've been kind of calling for it all year. I know I've been on air saying, how much worse could Timmy Boyle be than Zach Wilson? Not to disparage the guy, but just saying, sure. give him a shot. Like, You know, sure. how many times are you going to keep going through the motions with Zach Wilson? And finally, they took him out in, in a 29-6 game. I'm happy for him to get a fresh start this week. I would have liked him to have a longer week of practice, short week, whatever, he's a pro, he'll be ready to go. So that's the last thing on Timmy Boyle. Once again, we're joined by Tony Rassiope, quarterback coach for Timmy Boyle and Tommy DeVito. Now, DeVito's got juice. As soon as I saw Max Crosby tackle him and he kind of gave him a flipper, gave him like a forearm, like a get (laughs) off me, I'm like, (laughs) oh, this kid is not afraid. So let's talk about Tommy DTD. He's repping the Italians, North Jersey. He's got the moxie the swag, the Jersey boy. How did you connect with him? How did you meet Tommy DeVito and start working with him as well?
2: So I, I never worked with Tommy until the draft process. So, you know, we, we were in touch, uh, pretty, you know, a little bit through his college career. I mean, I've had probably, of all the, the Jersey kids that have come out that have, that have started at the Power 5 level, I've probably trained 95% of them. So mm-hmm. he, he was one that I did not. So um talked a little bit about his, his senior year, and then obviously he went to the University of Illinois, Um Connected kind of there once he started talking about the draft a little bit. And then by the time he was finished up, he, he was definitely going to come train with us, which is pretty neat. So, so literally, he we, we we started draft prep. We did it in Florida this year, um, down in Miramar. So, so Tommy literally played Mississippi State in a bowl game, got in his car, drove whatever it is, eight hours down to South Florida to us, and we were on the field the next day, you know, um, I was like, Tommy, you want, you want to take a day or two? It's, it's okay. Like, you know, we have time. And he's like, no, nope, I'm ready to go. So <laughs> these guys that want it'll jump in the car, drive that, hours to go get that's it. Him. You love to that's hear him. it. That's him in a nutshell. So, um, you know, really accurate with the football, uh, love his release, very powerful release, very compact release. Um, you know, really good footwork, good athlete. You know, he ran the four fives at, at Illinois on his pro day. Um, which I think shocked people, but he can move, you know, he can extend plays with his feet, very smart in the classroom. He he really interviewed real well. Like I'll be honest with you. Like he, I was, you know, I've been doing this for 10 years and I've, I've had first rounders. I've had third rounders. I've had fifth rounders. You know, like I, I was really surprised that a, he wasn't a combine invite and B that he wasn't drafted. You know, like I, I was just, just knowing what it's supposed to look like. He, he, he's it, you know, so he could throw it and he's smart and he's got a work ethic to him and, and, uh, He's got leadership qualities. I mean, he's everything you kind of want in a guy. So, you know, the neat thing about him is is when we hit the seventh round, I actually was in Pittsburgh with Kenny. Mm -hmm. And uh, so the draft ends, and he FaceTimes me, and he's, like, crying his eyes out. And uh, he picks up the Giants hat and puts it on his head, and he couldn't even control himself. Like, he was so excited. Um, (laughs) It was, like, one of the best moments ever, right? Yeah, I can visualize that. That just gave me the chills. Yeah, you know, like in usually, I mean, I don't, I don't know if people understand this, but like right around the sixth round, everybody's starting to think about from like the undrafted world, and then the seventh round, you're sitting there going like, all right, I, like these guys are going to offer me, these guys are going to offer me, so like it's kind of crazy in the seventh round, 'cause you could have 15 teams that want to sign you after, and everybody's around the same signing bonus, so then you're you're looking at quarterback rooms and which team's the best fit for you, what system's best fit for you, and uh, I just felt like the Giants were the entire time, like every time you brought them up, I just felt like. You know, Shea Tierney who's the quarterback coach with the Giants. who's a good friend of mine. I love tremendous uh, respect for him. I just felt like he kind of fit what they do. You know, Brian Dayball does a great job with quarterbacks. And and uh, just his system's very quarterback friendly in, in all the places he's been. So, you know, again, you you, you sign there. And, and I think the best thing that's happened to him is that he was able to be there this entire time. It wasn't like he was somewhere else and he got cut and he came in on the practice squad. Like, he was able to kind of learn the system, like, you know, the – the foundational pieces of it, and then kind of build on that. So that way when he went in, it wasn't like, oh, my God, what am I doing? You know, like he kind of had a, a clue just because of the time he spent, obviously, in the off season and um, all the time he spent in the building. So really, really excited for him. And, you know, he's, he's a kid that, again, he, he's a lot better than people think. And, uh, you know, I think he showed that last week.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I, I always say the universe never unconnects. Everything happens the way it's supposed to. He was meant to walk into this destiny. The kid grew up 15 minutes from Giants Stadium, Giants fan, puts that Giants hat on, and, you know, he's made history already. He was the 10th rookie to get a start this year. That's etched in NFL history. We may never see that happen again. And then he goes and gets a win last week against the Commanders, sweeping them, and I was impressed with his moxie. I was impressed with his footwork in the pocket Man, that first pass he threw to Saquon Barkley down the sideline in the end zone was a dime. I'm like, wait, yes. this kid is a competitor, and now he's going up against Bill Belichick. Where you know they always talk about Bill Belichick versus a rookie quarterback, but they're having some of their own quarterback issues. Uh, this is going to be a challenge, but I think he's going to feed off of the home crowd, and uh, I-, I can't wait to see him play against the Patriots. How do you think he he's going to do against whatever Bill Belichick tries to scheme up for him?
2: Well, I think, you know, at the end of the day, it's it's make good decisions. I mean, you know, it's funny how this process starts. And like I said before, you played it. You understand this. Like, it kind of starts where you're like, okay, I'm not going to lose the game for my team. Right? right. I'm not going to throw a bad pick. I'm not going to throw the ball. Take care of the ball. Yeah, I'm going to take care of the ball first. I'm going to make a decision. If the guy's open, i got to hit him. You know, if I have a shot, i got to hit him. If not, I'm going to be really smart with the ball. And then... Once you get comfortable, then it turns into like, all right, I'm, I'm part of this thing now. And then obviously that, that last piece is, you know, we're, we're going to win some games because of me, you know, and I don't, you know, we're not there yet with him, but I think, you know, through this process and, you know, yes, about this week, it's, it's just, it's making sure you take care of the football, make good decisions, you know, be accurate, see the field well uh, process quickly. And if something's not there and, and they do a really good job disguising things, which obviously that's the biggest thing with rookies, right? It looks like this. And all of a sudden on the snap of the ball, it, it's something completely different, um, and, and it's something that you're uncomfortable and you don't like. Just check the ball down, and you got to be okay with punting at times. You know that's, you know people booing the stands, but it's that, that's playing good quarterback sometimes on third and twelve, not throwing a, a bad pick on your own twenty yard line. You know, it's throw the five yard check down and, and punt and get the ball back, and 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 let's go score this series. You know, so and I think he understands that. He's, he's a very smart player. Um, he understands football really well. And I think he's he's got that confidence. I think, you know, you, you could be like, hey, listen, you're going to play the best team in the NFL this week uh, on the road, in the rain. He'd be like, okay, let's go. So he's got that in him. Yeah,
0: he's tough. I mean, he took a hell of a hit against the Dallas Cowboys. He stayed in the game. He kept coming. I think a lot of us just underestimated him because the first game we saw him in, negative nine yards passing in the rain, and Brian Dable decided to be overly conservative, not even letting him throw the ball down the field. We're like, what is this? Like you're handcuffing the kid. Uh, Now we're seeing he can throw. He has some moxie. And I think these guys like him. Like there's something to be said about that. Like there's something to be said about the locker room um, guys, you know, liking the quarterback because they play harder for him. I think Saquon played well because he likes the guy. We saw the video at the end of the game, those two whooping it up. I saw a video of him and Isaiah Simmons. Can you speak to how Tommy is as far as
2: being one of the guys? Yeah, I, I think he carries himself really well. I, you know, I, I think at quarterback position, right? It, it's a lonely position because you, you got to be the guy, right? You gotta else, yep. And you got to work harder than everybody else. You got to be the first. guy You get guy all there the blame. You, just, you get all the glory. Yeah, correct. You know, so there's there's that side. But also at the same time, you got to be one of the guys too, and and you got to spend time with guys and connect with guys and and goof around a little bit at times. And, and he kind of has that. Like he knows when to work right, and set the tone and earn respect the players, but at the same time he also knows when he's got to hang with the boys and, and uh, kind of win those guys over. Like, I, I, I always like when I go to schools to run their pro days and their scripts, uh, I like to see the interactions. And, and he was a kid that, like, when we went to Illinois, now remember, he was only in Illinois for one year because he was in Syracuse for four. Right. Um. So he was only there one year, and going out there, I mean, he was like, he walked in, it was like the mayor was home. You know So. <laughs> Everybody's jumping on him and hugging him. TD. uh, Yeah, it was kind of neat to watch because, uh, you know, it doesn't always happen that way. You know, like sometimes, you know, you can really get a vibe for how all the guys like in the building between the coaching staff and the players.
0: Well, I'm rooting for both of these guys. Tony, I appreciate you taking the time tonight to join us. I know some Jets fans and Giants fans enjoyed the insight. Tony Raciopi, quarterback coach for Tommy DeVito and Timmy Boyle. Thanks, T Rise. Appreciate you coming on the fan.
2: Listen, Keith, uh, I appreciate you having me and, and keep up the great work, man. I'm proud of you. Thank you so much.
1: We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof?